everyone, this is Viv, and you're listening to the What Gives Podcast. This week, we are talking about a topic that I admittedly know absolutely nothing about, and it's also fitting because March 21st is World Down Syndrome Day, and that's coming up, and today we're talking to Gigi's Playhouse, an international organization that empowers people with Down Syndrome and their families and fosters acceptance for all. If you didn't already know, Down Syndrome is the largest chromosomal disability in our country, and yet it is the least funded. So Gigi's Playhouse is doing amazing work on this front, and I have with me today Heather from Gigi's Playhouse Syracuse, and we are so grateful that you are here to educate us, and well, me mostly, I should say, (laughs) and to share your story. Oh my goodness, thank you so much for having me. Heather, can you tell me more about yourself and Gigi's Playhouse's mission and how it all began? Just tell me everything. (laughs) Tell you all the things. Well, that's my favorite thing to talk about. Well, not myself, but Gigi. But but to get started, like you said, I'm Heather Rodriguez. I am married to my very best friend in the whole world, and we have three kiddos together. We live in Syracuse, New York, and I am actually the Playhouse Marketing Manager for Gigi's Playhouse, Inc., which is based out of Hoffman Estates, Illinois. But I volunteer and spend a great deal of my personal time in Gigi's Playhouse Syracuse that I've been a part of for just over eight years now. Gigi's began in 2003, our very first Playhouse launched in Hoffman Estates, Illinois, when the Gigi Gianni was just about a year old. Her mom, Nancy Gianni, our chief belief officer, received a birth diagnosis after Gigi was born and was greeted with a lot of condolences and hush whispers and sadness and lacked that celebration that parents love when they welcome a new baby into the world. And she made her a promise that she would change the way the world views Down syndrome. And here we are, you know, 18 plus years later, and there are 51 locations, soon to be 53. We have two grand openings coming up in the, in March. So we are, we're taking the world by storm. So many local communities were inspired by the mission that was built. And Gigi's Playhouse Inc. has created a model that can be brought into wherever you are with the work of incredible volunteers, a startup team, a board of managers that are going to help, you know, create that strategic plan and execute it. And what we do once we're in our communities is we offer free life-changing programming from prenatal diagnosis all the way through adulthood. Nobody ever ages out of Gigi's Playhouse. So it's a place where a new mom can come. It's a place where a 50-year-old man can come and find programming and community and support and everything in between. We have free literacy tutoring, math tutoring, speech therapy programs, and so many other great group programs that just foster achievement but we wrap it all in fun. So nobody ever comes into Gigi's Playhouse thinking, oh, I've got to go do therapy now. We wrap it in fun. We just, we have a great time. And it's, you know, we say it's life-changing for an individual with Down syndrome for their families, but it's life-changing for the community, for the volunteers, for the people that support the mission. 
that we're on. It really changes everybody's life who comes in contact with it. Honestly, you're right about how a birth of someone that has Down syndrome, how it's met with so many misconceptions and probably the the wrong kind of reaction. Can you help me to change those misconceptions? Like what are people thinking? What should they know about people with Down syndrome? The very first thing anybody should ever say when somebody says they've just had a new baby is simply congratulations. How are you? What do you need? Can I deliver a lasagna to your door? It's celebrate. Celebrate that baby. Don't worry about the what ifs, right? Because even... My own children, when they were born, none of my children were were born with any kind of different abilities. So I had a very traditional birth all three times with the, you know, oh, happy, healthy baby. So there was no sauce. There was no concern. But if somebody had come into the room and was sad about who my baby was when they didn't know who my baby was, that's crushing to a parent, right? Nobody gets to know what the future of this child, whether they have a diagnosis or they don't. Nobody knows, right? There's so many unknowns in life, and that's, of course, terrifying for any parent. But so congratulations is number one. The misconception that so many powerful, powerful advocates, self-advocates, parent advocates, people who have taken up the torch to say, I'm going to speak on your behalf, want the world to know is that a diagnosis does not define a life. And there are things to know about Down syndrome and there may be adjustments to the path that's going to be walked in that journey, but it is not any less valuable. The parents that I've met and from the individuals with Down syndrome, they have taught me more than I ever knew I needed to learn about how to look at life, how to look at work, how to look at dreams and goals and beauty and appreciation. I think that it's very easy when we're not educating ourselves on the community outside of our own little bubble, our own little picture perfect bubble. And, and we can, we can put that with anything, with race, with sexual orientation, with, you know, anything. But when it comes to disability, that's the one that we're never told, go learn. You learn about it when it affects your life, when you have a child or you're, you know, you have a cousin or your uncle or whoever. That's when people tend to really learn and kind of become those advocates and understand. We're never pushed to go and learn about this community the way we would for, again, any of those other marginalized parts of our community. And I think it's important that we change that. I think that it's important that we encourage people and we always encourage people at Gigi's. You don't know anything about Down syndrome? Come on in. We've got some of the best teachers in the world right here ready to show you and answer you because that's how I walked in. I didn't know what I didn't know. And, And I was taught and it changed me and it changed my family and it changed my extended family they now see things and and in a different way. It's not, oh, Down syndrome anymore. It's not that hush. It's not a naughty word. It's, I just met somebody with Down syndrome. Oh my gosh, do you know this person? It takes away the fear of Down syndrome because there, there's nothing to be afraid of. 
I just had an interview with the Vocational Guidance Services of Cleveland, and they focus on the population with disability, and it encompasses so much that people don't even know. There's disabilities that you can't even see, and then there's on top of that, the intersectionality of it all, like someone that has a disability and on top of that is part of a minority group or a marginalized group. They're part of a group that has socioeconomic issues and it's it just compounds on each other. And I love that you said to stay curious in knowing somebody because at the end of the day, people are all people and we should be excited to meet each other and we should be excited for the birth of a new baby. And for myself, I've never met anyone with Down syndrome and I would love to be able to get to know what Gigi's Playhouse is all about, get to know the individual as who they are. Like it crosses every issue is just knowing people at the human level. But I do want to know more about the families and the students and everybody that you work with. That's a big question. I mean, I could keep you here for the next <laughs> six days. Um, it's magic. And that sounds so cliche, right? What I have learned the most from the people that I've met and who have become important parts of my life is, again, I'm going to say it again, I didn't know what I didn't know. And when I first started volunteering at Gigi's Playhouse, it wasn't because there was any connection. There wasn't, it, it was just, I- I'm curious And I have a camera. And do you need pictures? I thought I'd be walking in and, you know, maybe a couple of times a year, I'd be donating my time and some photography for the organization. And I walked in and I met these families that just changed me and changed my perception of what I thought I was doing. I thought I was just giving back. Nope. I have received so much more than I will ever be able to give back. And that's why eight years later, I'm just so committed to this mission of changing the way the world views Down syndrome and um, supporting the creation and execution with an amazing team of volunteers that give programs to our families. And when our playhouse first opened, and, and I went in and I started taking pictures and I started meeting the little kids and some of the adults. And I, again, it was just stereotype after stereotype after stereotype, just shattered, just shattered. And, and I couldn't, I couldn't get enough. And so I signed up to be a literacy tutor. And the first little guy that I was matched with, he was only three at the time because that's when our literacy tutoring starts, which, you know, most people are like, what? Three? Nobody's reading at three. That's when those early skills are actually being built. But I, even I went into this and I'm like, oh, what's this going to be like? And, you know, how much are we going to get done? And I watched this little guy who just, he didn't care what I thought <laughs> one bit. He was not trying to perform for me. There was no teacher's pet, but he came in And after a session or two, he knew, all right, this is what we're going to do. And he, and he got into this routine and I was so amazed to watch his growth in his literacy abilities. And so he was being prepped and ready and doing the hard work to achieve and go into preschool ahead of his peers, which is so important because that's not something that most people would think about an individual with Down syndrome that they could 
be ahead or even right on par with their typically developing peers. And so I was really blown away by that. I've been given the gift of grieving the loss of incredible individuals in our community and to be in that place with them and know that my life was so impacted by their life and to be able to share that space with people. There is such a sense of community with within Gigi's Playhouse, within the Down Syndrome community, within the special needs community. It's such an honor to have a place in that and to celebrate and to grieve and to honor legacies that need to be honored. And I, yeah, I don't know. Tell, give me something specific because my head is spinning right now because there's so many stories that I could tell. Is your family also involved with Gigi's? Yes. One of my best friends, Bill, is a gentleman who is, he's two years older than I am. He has Down syndrome and he constantly, he loves my husband. My husband loves him, but they have shared me as their wife. <laughs> That's what Bill just tells, Bill tells my husband all the time. I mean, she's going to be my wife too, but don't worry. I mean, we can share. So and my husband says, well, you can have the kids and the mortgage too, if you'd like. And Bill, Bill's, Bill's much smarter than that. He's not taking that. So, <laughs> but yes, my kids all volunteered. Um, my, my two-year-old basically has grown up in the playhouse. Um, he does, he doesn't know any different. You know, Down syndrome isn't a scary thing for him. Now at um, almost 11, he recognizes kids in his school who have different abilities and he, he asks the questions and, and he's one of the first to say hi and, and kind of help bridge that gap between the us and the them. That's awesome. That's amazing. And teach him young, you know, that's, I, I love that. So what does the impact look like for Gigi's Playhouse? Like, what have you been able to accomplish? What's the future look like? What does the, the future is bright. <laughs> the future is very bright. <laughs> I did read that there was 200 locations that people applied for for Gigi's Playhouse. So y'all must be growing so fast. So, yeah, well, yes, 18 years and almost we're getting ready to open Playhouse 52 and 53. The inquiry phase, yes, there are 200 inquiries around the globe. So what have we accomplished? Thousands of lives changed. And that's really it is that you, you know, I know that you're close to our home base and Hoffman Estates. And I so encourage you to go visit because the Hugs and Mugs Cafe is actually run by adults with Down syndrome. And this past year, I have not been able to go my normal four or five times a year to be back and visit with them. So I am missing everybody um, and the gelato. Who's who are we kidding? But, you know, you can have a peek into that and it's it's pretty amazing. But what happens in Gigi's Playhouse is it's a safe place. If you're coming in and you're incredibly shy and I'm going to share um, a story. One of my friends, she's a young woman. And when she first came to the playhouse, she was painfully shy. And she couldn't make eye contact with any of us. She immediately wanted to leave the moment she came in. And it was just, it was very hard for her to be there. And we didn't let that discourage us. 
we made space for her. I learned I had to be a little bit more quiet when she came in because I'm a, hey, give me a hug kind of girl. And that's not everybody's cup of tea. Um, but we met her where she was at. And she soon, within three, four visits, just consistently coming. And that's, you know, we encouraged her family and her mentors, keep coming. I don't care if she sat over in the corner and just watched us and scowled at us for an hour. That's okay. She's figuring us out. And she kept coming back, you know, and they were consistent. And each time you could see her kind of shoulders drop just a little bit more, like a little bit more relaxed, a little bit more relaxed. And then all of a sudden one day she came in and she just swung those doors open and she was greeting everybody and was asking about something that they had talked about the month before. How is so and so? And it was, she had taken the time that she needed to gain the confidence to come in and feel like she belonged and this was her playhouse. And that, that's step one. As far as I'm concerned, this is your playhouse. When you come in here, you are the star of the show. You are the boss. That's the joke is that all the toddlers in that playhouse, they are the boss of me. But so she kept coming and she started paying attention that some of our other adults, some of our other self-advocates were speaking at local events or coming with me to speak at businesses and, and share the impact of Gigi's Playhouse and what it meant to them on a personal level. And she told me, well, I, I, I want to do that. And so I said, I would love that because I love this woman. And I was so excited and so she worked with, you know, her mentor and myself and her sister-in-law and she wrote her speech and we had this small presentation that we were going to be doing at the Playhouse and so it was in a location that she knew and felt comfortable in and this was such a great like, here's going to be your first public speaking gig and she came in and I could immediately tell she was terrified. I said, okay, it's all right. And I told her, you know, I would stand with her and she didn't have to do anything by herself. And the beauty of Gigi's and the environment that we're in is it came time for her to, to stand up and speak. And she was gripped by fear. And so we encouraged her and we gave her a minute. And I told her, she said, you know what? I'm going to finish up some other stuff and we'll come back. And if you're ready... And so she sat there and I could see her. She was rocking. She was, you know, like she was trying to pep talk herself and I could see it. And I was just, I wanted to cry, but I had other stuff I had to get done. So I finish up my part and she stands up and think of those old cartoons where the knees used to knock. I mean, this was her. And I watched her use every bit of her strength and to come up front and to speak. And she read her speech and the second she was done, she just looked up at me. I did it. And I'm going to try not to cry right now. Oh, my God. You're going to make me cry out of I'm, like, tearing up. One, I understand the fear of public speaking. Because eight years ago, if you had told me that I would speak publicly and I would get up with media in a room full of hundreds of people and speak, I would have told you you were crazy. So that fear, I totally understood. Watching her not make excuses to do the hard thing, to be brave when she was terrified, I carry that with me every day. 
Because how many times do we have to do something in life that's hard, that's scary, that we don't want to do, but we know we need to do because it's going to be good. And then we do it and we're so proud, right? But getting over that hump, wow. Watching her from two years earlier to then get to this place and where she's gone from here and the brave steps and goals that she set in her life and things that she said she wanted to do that were not going to come easy for her. She knew that they would be hard, but she wanted to do them and she's doing them. That to me blows my mind. I don't think any of us, you, myself, anybody that's listening to this doesn't have something in their life that they know that they want to achieve, but they can't imagine how they're going to get there and how they're going to do it. Yeah. She showed me that day. It did just take standing up and doing it. <laughs> just go, just do it. And, and you're going to get there. And so that was, you know, I, I've, again, I've got six days worth of those kinds of stories. <laughs> You're going to make me cry, Heather. <laughs> Listen, that's what we do. We cry and we hug and we laugh and we celebrate and we have random dance parties. That's what we do at Gigi's Playhouse. That's amazing. And you all gave her the time and space to get there. I think that is incredibly important. And in my background, I was an ESL student and English wasn't my first language. And it took me forever to get comfortable just speaking and I totally relate to that story and because of people like you and places like Gigi's Playhouse that creates that safe space for everybody, that's amazing. That's kind of that magic that happens in Gigi's, right? We've got this community, we've got this, you know, we've got a room filled with people that understand. There's no judgment there, there's no whatever. But the, the things that happen there, the achievements and the milestones and, and those goals that are met and the confidence that is built in that safety and in that in that kind of bubble, it's never meant to stay in the bubble. It's never meant to stay inside of Gigi's Playhouse. We want those individuals to go out and be reminded and have the confidence to know that they belong and they have every right to be in any of the spaces that they're in, whether it's in their school, whether it's in volunteer jobs, whether it's in looking for an actual job. Every space that they're in, they are worthy they're capable and they should have the confidence to to be who they are in those places. So that's that's what Gigi's does is it it gives those tools and that space and that room to build that confidence and achieve and then take that out into the community and own your place. I need to visit Gigi's place. I need to go to that Hugs and Mugs place that you're talking about. I'm going to, I'm going to send you all the information and then you're going to, you're going to one, love the gelato, love the coffee, but even more, you are going to love some of my favorite people. So besides Hugs and Mugs, Mugs and Hugs, Hugs and Mugs, (laughs) Hugs and Mugs, what can I do? What more can I do? What more can the listeners do? to get involved and learn more? Oh my gosh, great question. So visit our website, ggsplayhouse.org. If you're in Syracuse by any chance, you just put a slash Syracuse on that. If you're wondering if there's a Gigi's Playhouse near you, right on that main website, there's a locations page. Again, almost 53 locations, really 60 locations across the U.S. right now because we have our startup teams. So maybe you don't have an open playhouse in your community, but maybe there's already somebody doing the work to start that playhouse and they need you to find your local playhouse. 
If you do not have a local playhouse, one of the greatest things that happened during 2020, which I know a lot of people don't have big wins in 2020, but we do. We launched Gigi's at Home because we had to close our doors to in-person programming and events. And so what were we going to do? How are we going to keep that lifetime promise and that lifetime commitment to families. So about 10 days after that shutdown in March, Gigi's at Home was launched and we were with the help of incredible volunteers from around the country who were in basically in the shock that all of us were. Nothing was the same. We couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't do anything. What do we do? How do we do? What ah, what are we doing? Nobody knew, right? But our volunteers and and staff from around the country Everybody banded together and said, okay, what's next? And we got programming up virtually every week. Calendar, you just RSVP, you get the link into your email and you join in and you see the familiar faces. And because now this is a national platform, you get to meet people from all over the US and in Mexico. And now 45 countries, we're reaching 45 countries now because of our virtual platform. So... If you're looking to get involved, this is a great way because we need admin help. We need, you know, a program assistant help, program leader help. There's so many opportunities to volunteer and support Gigi's Playhouse because we are 99% volunteer run. We have got incredibly dedicated staff, but we cannot do what we do without the volunteers who are going to take those programs and then bring them to life in their local community or through GGs at home. But there's a lot of opportunities to volunteer and there's a lot of opportunities to just reach out and say, hey, I have questions. I want to learn more. I don't know what I want to do yet. What should what should I do? But I know I want to know. There's always somebody ready to answer questions, tell you what some next good steps are. There's so much information on our website. We're all over social media. Whatever your channel of choice is, we are there. Awesome. And what are y'all doing for World Down Syndrome Day? World Down Syndrome Day. This is going to be, again, it is always such a special day um, because we typically host big community events and that's still a little bit uh, uh, right now. Each location is kind of planning something special in their community. There will be a lot of education pieces. So again, if you're somebody that's, hey, I don't know what I don't know this is a great time to be on social media and come and follow us. And again, any of those channels, because there will be those like, did you know, kind of facts out there and parents sharing their kids and what Down syndrome means to them and why they celebrate Down syndrome. World Down Syndrome Day is not a sad day by any stretch of the imagination. So there's going to be a lot of fun happening virtually. There will be some in-person opportunities. So maybe there'll be some like drive-by goodie pickups. And I mean, really, the possibilities are endless. I'm so excited for World Down Syndrome Day now. <laughs> for, oh, I almost forgot. We are also on World Down Syndrome Day. We are launching... Our network wide, so this is like everybody in the USA and in Mexico, come on, jump in on board with the Gigi Fit Acceptance Challenge. And this event is going to happen on June 5th. 
And while there will be local components all over, like Syracuse will be hosting a local event and celebration, this is something that every Gigi's Playhouse location will kind of be in unison on. And it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a social and physical movement for acceptance. And who couldn't get on board with that? Acceptance. You know, it's it's hosted by individuals with Down syndrome, but it is for everybody that thinks acceptance is important and wants to shout that from the rooftops. So you can go to acceptancechallenge.org to learn more about that. We've got some great information up now, but the official launch, and here we go, happens on March 21st. Oh, I'm so excited. That's awesome. Well, before we do leave, I do want to take a moment and ask you if you had if you had a single piece of wisdom that you have found through your work, if you could please share it with the listeners. Absolutely. Going back to that pre-knowing me, it was very easy and a well-meaning stereotype. Um, oh, people with Down syndrome, everybody's so loving and always happy. That's, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. What I would want people to know is when you have met one person with Down syndrome, you have met one person with Down syndrome. There are certain similarities, just like in any culture, race, etc. We have similarities in things that, that kind of bind us together. Um, but for the most part, we're all individuals, right? We have different hopes. We have different dreams. We have different ambitions, likes, dislikes, strengths, weaknesses. The very same thing is true about individuals with Down syndrome. And that's why we say individuals with Down syndrome. While they have Down syndrome, they are not Down syndrome. So yeah, get out there and learn and don't ever stop asking the questions and, and seeing what's out there because I can promise you don't even know what you don't know. Thank you so much. I love this conversation we had because I honestly didn't expect to cry, but I would love to have you back sometime because those stories, they get me going. Like this is like what I can just cry all day. Like I said, I could keep you here for the next week, but I imagine you have other things you need to do too. So I would, I'd be happy to talk whenever. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was lovely meeting you. Thank you so much for reaching out. Awesome. Thank you so, so much. Thank you, Heather. I'll talk to you soon. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, subscribe, and share with your friends. For more information, head to our website at whatgivesproject.com. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you on the next episode.